Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 59, John and Wendy Talk to Marsha Lacey. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? I am well, and we've got yep. some news. Yes, I think it do. may not be hot off the presses by the time <laughs> this comes out, but we are going to be back with Sherm 19. Yes, we will. So excited to head to Vegas and uh, do Sherm again. We are officially on the blog squad again. I uh, want to thank all of you that have listened and have taken part in the chats. And, you, you know, you are the reason that we are, yep. that I'm a part of it. Wendy's right out, out there yep. writing and kicking butt and taking names in the blog world. But we're both really, really excited to to be out there. Uh, we have mentioned in, in the past and passing that our, our monthly chat will be the Sunday night opening of conference. Yep. It will be in the Grand Exhibition Hall. We are not going to say too much else right now, but we are excited about some things that we have planned and are working on. Yeah. So stay tuned because we are going to make it the most epic uh, for those that are there. <laughs> I, I, I would be safe to say it'll be a chat like you've never seen anybody else ever do uh, yeah. because we have that opportunity to not only celebrate the opening of the exhibition hall, but it's also the two year anniversary of Not at Sherm mm -hmm. and the whole reason we're here now. Yes, exactly. Very excited to, to be back. And yeah, I, I'm not a big Vegas fan, but I'm looking forward to it. I, I think we'll have a good time, get to have some get togethers and uh, see some see some good speakers. I've started scoping out who's going to be there and who's speaking. And uh, so I think there's some great opportunity for actual learning, too, since we are going there for a reason. We are. We are. And, and I've put them I've, I've put the word out that I am looking for people to join me in exploring the Asian cuisine that is available there mm -hmm. because it is apparently some of the best in the States. I've never been to Vegas. I am not ashamed to admit that it's just <laughs> not my thing. Otherwise, yeah. however, I am very excited to, to get out there and see everybody, including our guest. Yeah. So when a, we'll, we'll certainly be talking more about Sherm as it comes along. We will certainly have more special episodes. We've got a couple things in mind and a couple people that are uh, uh, familiar to the listener base, but, uh, Enough about that. I told I told our guest this was not going to be a thirty minute conversation about Rush <laughs> because we didn't want to keep we didn't want to knock Wendy out of the conversation. Having said that, I'll let you make the introduction and we will get started. Awesome. Well, we are so excited to have uh, Marsha Lacey on the show tonight. She is the director of human resources for the LBA Hospitality, a hotel management company that manages over seventy hotels in the southeast. In addition to hospitality, she has a proven record of success in a variety of industries, including staffing, nonprofit, and manufacturing. Prior to her civilian profession, Marcia served in the U.S. Air Force as a personnel specialist. She holds a Master of Science in Human Resource Management, a Bachelor's of Science in Business Administration with a focus on human resources, and is certified with the PHR and SHRMCP. She has a passion for understanding people and helping them unlock their potential through training and development. She is committed to growing the HR profession by sharing her experience and knowledge and frequently speaks on the subjects such as leadership, conflict resolution, workplace violence, recruiting and retention, and many others. Marsha, welcome to the show tonight. And our first question is, what's in your glass? As I got off work later than I would have liked to tonight, um, I have a drive-through Dr. Pepper in my glass. <laughs> um, but it is soon to be followed by some Pinot Grigio. So 
Nice. Don't fret. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I think carry out Dr. Pepper is the, I think that's a first for us. Yes. Marcia, congratulations. So. That, that's great. And yeah, this is a judgment-free zone for whatever right. you're drinking. That's absolutely hey, right. That's it's absolutely it's right. mainly because a girl has got to eat first and foremost. <laughs> well, Marsha, you know, as I mentioned, not going to spend the, the next bit of time, although we very well could, talking about some of our similar loves of music. So I know a little bit about kind of what you're doing now, but how exactly did you get your start in human resources? It's it's not really a, a long story. It it kind of has it's followed me all through my my career. I know a lot of times you hear people talk about how they fell into HR, and and I don't really like to use that term um, because I believe that things happen for a reason. I think almost everything happens for a reason. From early on in my life, I've always known that I was going to be in the military. I've had um, a few of my great uncles who were in the Air Force that I just really admired. And so even before I was in high school, I knew that that was going to be a path that I was going to take. And because my uncles were pilots and I knew that I didn't really want to be a pilot, I, I felt like I was going to be an air traffic controller. And so, you know, when people talk to me about college and things of that nature, I was like, no, I'm going in the Air Force, going to be an air traffic controller that's what I'm going to do. And when I retire, I'll go work at an airport and that was going to be my life. And so whenever I went for my physical to join the Air Force, I was not able to, um, at that time, in order to sign up, I was not going to be able to enlist um, as an air traffic controller. They said I could come back in six months and I could do it again. Always been a very strong willed human being and determined to enlist on the day that I went to the MEP station. And so telling me that I couldn't be um, a member on that particular day was not acceptable. So I said, well, what else do you have? And they said, well, we can put you in as a personnel specialist. And I said, I will take it. <laughs> From the get-go, it was kind of handed to me. So I did my, my time in the military. I was six years in the Air Force. And whenever I got out of the Air Force, um, my husband and I moved to North Carolina, where he was from, my husband at that time. I didn't know the area. I didn't really know what companies I wanted to work for. And I didn't want to commit long term, you know, in a job for a company that I may not enjoy. So I decided I would temp until I could get a, you know, a, a better feel for exactly who I wanted to work for. So I went to a local staffing agency and interviewed with them and told them, you know, that I was looking for anything in a business office. And by the time I left their office and got home, they had called me back and asked me if I would temp in the local staffing office doing payroll for their person who was going to be on vacation. So I said yes. And at the end of that time period, before I left and they could put me in another position, they made me a permanent offer to be a staffing specialist at an office that they were opening. So again, it just kind of came to me and I became a staffing specialist and started recruiting for the local um, staffing agency. I did that for nine and a half years, worked my way up into a branch manager for that company. And um, when I decided to leave the staffing industry, I 
went into manufacturing into an HR generalist position. So it's, it's all I've ever done, really, from the time that I was 18, right after high school. Marsha, I love that yet another staffing person <laughs> is on the show. You, me, Christina yeah. Minyard, there's yeah. some others that I'm forgetting, but you know, we, I love that there's this cadre of people that all got, I mean, I know you, you did it in the service and I appreciate you doing it there, but I love that, you know, coming out, you're working in the agency and being a temp and then going into full time. I, you know, yeah, I love those stories. I loved my days in the staffing industry. I think I think that's probably what solidified it for me, knowing that that people was the thing that I always want to do. It's it's a very hard and can be stressful job at sometimes, but it is so rewarding. I know the famous last words I got there was, "Oh, you don't have an HR degree? We'll teach you HR." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. did they ever? Did oh, they ever? Oh yes. <laughs> And you get to learn about so many different types of HR in the staffing industry. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, Marcia, you are now in um, in an organization that is kind of unique because there's a lot of different things under one roof. But you actually are in the hospitality section, if I'm not mistaken, which poses its own challenges, of course. So what kind of uh, challenges do you see in HR and hospitality that we might not see in other industries? Yeah, it's it's unique in and of itself. Um, what what I do is I work for a company that that does third party management um, of hotels. So we manage um, Marriott, primarily Marriott and Hilton hotels for other ownership groups. And the hospitality industry is unique in the aspect that you, it's so diversified as far as the um, the different types of of people that work in the in the hotel industry and that is probably the the thing that I love the most um, you're dealing with with of course a lot of a lot of industries have this you're dealing with a lot of line level entry level type um, positions with associates all the way up through through management but it's a lot of positions that are what we call variable hour or part-time so the associates that we have working at our, our hotels, primarily limited service hotels, our positions may not be the only positions that they have. And, and they normally have families or they're starting out in the industry. So we, we deal a lot with issues with, with associates trying to work their schedules around going to school or trying to work their schedules around other jobs that they have. Um, and then just being in the service industry, you're, you're constantly working towards being of service to someone else, um, which I think is tremendously challenging um, almost all of the time, and, but it's rewarding at the same time, if that makes sense. When you're, you're, you're doing whatever you can do to make someone else's stay um, the best that it can be. And, and I have found that, that just being able to interact with our associates and learning about them and and how they do what they do every day has it it has just amazed me and and it it makes me feel really good about what we do. We mentioned in your bio and I also know it's in your Twitter bio you you talk a lot about your passion and leadership development. What's one resource, a book, a blog, a person that you would recommend to a newer HR practitioner that's that wants to learn more about leadership development and kind of what would you how would you point them what direction would you point them in? Gosh, and, and there's just so many resources out there. 
Um, I am a learner by nature, so I feel like I read everything. But um, getting started, um, John Maxwell, I read a lot of John Maxwell, Stephen Covey. Over over the course of my time, I've transitioned a little bit. I, I do follow several leadership podcasts now. Simon Sinek um, is, is another one. Start with why. I would recommend that. I follow Andy Stanley. I'm, I don't know if you're familiar with him or not, but he has a great leadership podcast um, that just deals with people in general and, and putting the business mindset to, to how you lead. Um, I, would, I would definitely recommend any of those resources. But there's so many more, you know, as you, as you grow and you develop. Jennifer McClure is one that I follow a lot. Brene Brown, I've read several of her books. Lori Rudiman. They're all just great, great resources. And Marcia, you recently started a blog, which is awesome. What led you to launch and why HR Joyride for the title? Well, I feel like I am slow to the game. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bringing up the rear here. I've just recently started and primarily just because I felt like it was a way for me to continue to grow. Um, and, and what I do and, and transitioning um, into whatever the next phase of my career um, is going to be. I've always enjoyed writing. I, I journal all the time and always have. I've written, you know, little short stories that I've never published, but I have them for myself. Um, and I've just never really thought about putting it out there for other people to read. And Again, because I've always been such a, a learner, that's that's been my focus. And then over the last few years, getting to know the HR tribe and getting to know more about just the opportunity to share that knowledge with other people, it just kind of seemed like the, the natural next step to take. So I'm only a couple of posts into it. I've got lots more to come, but um, I chose HR Joyride just because... I feel like for me, it HR is a joy. The folks that I work with on my team, they have dubbed me as the joy facilitator. Um, I love to have fun. I'm rambunctious. I'm loud. But I feel like in HR doesn't have to be just this system or this profession where people are just only thinking about compliance. I think it's really important that you have fun in what you do. And because you have the opportunity to touch so many people, you should get joy out of whatever you choose to do with that. So that's really where it stems from. Um, there are a lot of joyful things in what we do every day. And that's the thing that I want to be able to share with not just other HR professionals, but just people in general that, that want to know more about what we do. Marsha, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the Half Hour Question Connection which is brand shiny new for 2019. Who was your first professional mentor and what was the most important or impactful thing you learned from them? I think that it, it started out very early on in my career. The first commander that I had whenever I was in the Air Force, I learned so much from him about leadership. Um, and I think that's something in general that you, you figure out early on in the military anyway. My military career is probably very different than what most people would think. I was 18 years old when I joined the military, um, U.S. Air Force. You go to Lackland Air Force Base for basic training. 
I went to basic training. And then from there, I went to Keesler Air Force Base for technical training. And then my first permanent duty station was back at Lackland in a basic training squadron. So I, I stayed in basic training for four and a half years. The thing that was unique about it was that whenever I went back as my permanent duty station, I was the only enlisted female airman in an all-male training squadron. And I was the youngest airman um, in, as, as permanent party there. And so the commander at that time, he took me under his wing and he kind of looked out for me and, and just really showed me that it didn't matter the situation. Um, his leadership style was one that he always treated people with respect, um, especially in that type of environment where, you know, you have all of these military training instructors or what's commonly known as drill sergeants who, who are, are very harsh and, and hard on the, on the trainees. But he had a way about him that was always calming. And so the way he talked to people, the way he, you know, told me and taught me how to treat the other trainees, was always treat people with respect, make sure that you always lead from the heart. And I saw that in action very early on. So I would say he's probably the the first mentor that I had and kind of set that and ingrained that in me. And it's carried me through all of these years. I also worked for a couple, and I'm thankful to say not not very many at all, but just probably two people out of my whole career that I knew that I did not want to be like. Um, and so I have to give them credit. I've learned just as much from them as I have from the people who really instilled good values and, and good um, qualities in me. But there are lots of things that I saw happen um, there that, that I knew I did not want to be that type of leader. So I guess I have to give credit where credit's due in that aspect as well. Marsha, who's one person you've gained in your network in the last year that you think more people should know? You guys, <laughs> both of you guys, I, I really, I don't Checks have in the mail. one person. <laughs> I would say, oh my gosh, the HR tribe, hashtag HR tribe. You guys are freaking amazing. So I really, please don't make me name names. There are so many for HR folks. And if you're not a part of the HR tribe and, and, you know, I found you all through Twitter and I think I discovered the HR tribe through um, Next Chat, Sherm Next Chat. So I, I try to connect with everybody there, and and I learn so much, and I've made such great friends from from those folks. So those are my people. We won't make you just we won't make you just say one, and we will not send you. I'm not a, we going send you to. <laughs> no. I say John and Wendy. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. There you so go. you guys are not the only one. <laughs> So, Marsha, if you could go back to the start of your career, what's one piece of advice you'd give yourself based on what you know now? There's so much I did wrong. I would think probably think before you speak. I learned that the hard way time after time after time. There's great power in listening. And I've always been a very direct person. I've always been very opinionated. I've always been very loud, <laughs> but there is just so much that you can learn from other people. And you, when you listen to other people and understand and just simply try to relate to where they're coming from, it removes so many barriers 
Um, and so I think from an HR standpoint, it is absolutely necessary that we do that. But just from leadership in general, if you get that right and you can listen to the people, um, you know, that make up your teams or the people that you're surrounded with, you, there's no way that you won't be successful. How do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? Any way that I can. I try to volunteer. Um, I, in my community, I've always been a very participating part of our local SHRM chapter. I've been the president of our local chapter before. I'm currently the membership chair. I've been on the Alabama um, SHRM State Council. I'm a member of National SHRM. Um, and so I try to make sure that I'm actively participating in all of that. Over the last year, this is my second semester um, that I'm actually teaching an online SHRM certification course. Um, I really, really believe in certification. I think it's important. Um, I don't think that it's necessary for you to be able to do what you do in HR, but if you do achieve and, and obtain that certification, I think that it shows that you're invested and that you truly, you know, have achieved a level where you know what you're talking about. And so I do think it's important to be certified. And so being able to teach that, I'm, I'm teaching online with Troy University here in Alabama now. And I have found that to be just equally as rewarding as, as what I do every day. What's your favorite movie? Wow. I have a lot of, I had so many. Just over time, I'm a, First of all, let me just say I'm a child of the 80s, so a lot of my favorites come from that time, from that era. The Outsiders probably has, was my first ever favorite. Well, it was my first book originally, and then they made it into a movie, so it was my favorite movie. I just, I've, I've always loved that movie. I think that's one of the places where I, I got my love of writing. I could really relate to Pony Boy in that movie. <laughs> Um, Thelma and Louise is another favorite of mine, just strong women, um, boisterous. And then, um, I, I really, I love sports. I love anything outdoors, but also, so I would say I like the blind side with Sandra Bullock. I think she did a great job in that movie. So that's another one of my favorite and gone with the wind. I could go and, on and on and on. And, and. <laughs> It's a 30-minute show. Sorry. Marsha, the million-dollar question, your favorite musician or band? I do like a little Rush, John. <laughs> I, again, with the 80s, I, I, for a long time, I was all about the hair metal. So Rush, Metallica, Guns N' Roses, Iron Maiden. But I, I, I listen to all genres of music. I, I love Motown. Bluegrass, I love Alison Krauss. Bette Midler, I love her voice. I don't know. 90s, I, the 90s boy bands, I love all of those. I love Pink, um, Beyonce. And then I I listen, lately I listen a lot to um, contemporary Christian music. So Lauren Daigle, Hillsong, I love, I love them as well. Okay, how about a favorite TV show? I don't watch a lot of TV per se. Um, my husband is a trainer, so it's all about the sports. Um, so we watch a lot of 
everything sports related. So if there is a game on TV, we're usually watching that. Um, I do record quite a few shows. And so normally I will, I will binge on my DVR when he's not here. Just recently, I've, I've watched all the episodes of This Is Us just because I have so many of my friends who say that they love that show and it is really a good show. And then we have a local person here in Dothan who is um, on Top Chef. Kelsey, Kelsey Bernard Clark is on Top Chef and she's a local chef here in our area and she's doing really well. So I've been following that this season, but I don't have a lot of favorite TV shows. I like murder mysteries, forensic files, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, we don't need to talk about connection because it's all about Rush. And so if you're into Rush, follow us on Rush Saturday or the I recently added Metallica Monday that yes. Paul Lalonde has launched. So we're going to be rocking out there, too. So, yes, we have that uh, shared appreciation of the loud, fast and noisy. I have been I will say this. I've been amazed on being a part of that whole Rush Saturday group, the cover, the talent of some of those cover bands that that you guys are, are putting up there that I had no idea about. So again, I am learning so much and loving it, <laughs> loving it. Just hearing the different, just the different versions and the different takes on what other groups have gotten from, from Rush. I have a lot of fun finding those. That, that's my, you know, one of the, one of the things if if you ask me what I like to do outside of things is look for these mm-hmm. sometimes very unique interpretations of music that I really enjoy. And it's, it, I, I love sharing it. And yes, it is amazing. The people that have glommed on to that, to that hashtag and track us now, it's, it's a mind boggling how, how it's grown. Mm-hmm. But having said all that, if you're not watching a list of movies, that's quite long, or if you're not listening to the music that we <laughs> share an appreciation for and not watching those murder mysteries, what else do you like to do outside of work? I just like to be outside. I, anything outside sports related, I, I love horses. I love horseback riding in the summer. If it's at the beach or a lake, I want to be there. So yeah, any, anything out in the sunshine, I'm definitely a summer person. By the way, Wendy, I lived for two years. I don't know if I ever told you this. I lived for two years in South Dakota. I was stationed up there at Ellsworth. Oh, I think we talked about that, but I need the sunshine. So <laughs> I I am back in Alabama and and so anything that I can do outdoors I absolutely love. But we got plenty of sunshine. You just can't go out for about 30 days. <laughs> you got plenty for of about snow 30 too. Days. <laughs> South Dakota is one of the sunniest states. It really is. Yeah, it's just um, really cold. It's, just it's beautiful cold. there. It really is beautiful. It's just there. cold for six months. <laughs> ever. Well, seven Forever. months out of the year. And then you come into summer and it's 110 degrees. So, yeah. like for one week yeah. in the summer, in the spring, and one week in the fall, it's really nice. So, yeah. yeah. We got that going. No, for I'm us. just kidding. But I do remember <laughs> it's, it's cold. It's cold up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From the, if you're from the South, you can't. You got to get used to this from birth or you can't do it. (laughs) Two years was just about right for me. (laughs) So Marcia, if you um, weren't in the HR profession, we talked about it a little bit, but what do you think you'd be doing now? 
I know that it would definitely, it would still have to, to deal with people. I just, I, I feel I, I get so much reward from helping people. I almost think that if I never had the opportunity to be in HR, I would probably do some sort of social work. I really like when I have the opportunity to speak to, um, to younger, younger folks, like I'm talking middle age or, or middle school, high school, young women. So I, I feel like I would really enjoy doing something on that level, you know, maybe, maybe teaching leadership skills and just general life skills to young women. I feel like we have a lot of women now who, who are, you know, really finding their voice, especially in the professional arena and, and, you know, speaking out and making things happen to be able to, to instill that self-confidence in, in some of the younger women out there that, that we didn't really have when we were that age. I, I, I feel like that would be something that I would enjoy doing. Well, Marsha, having said that, we're, I think it's a great thing to have done. However, we're glad you didn't, because if you did, we probably wouldn't be talking to you tonight. We probably <laughs> wouldn't have gotten to know you over the last bit of time and, and, and to share a lot of the, the fun things that we do share. And really appreciate you taking part in the conversation. And for those folks that are listening that don't know you, what's the best way for them to reach you out there? Of course, on Twitter, I don't tweet as much as I would like to. I, I scroll or, or troll a lot and, and read all of the fabulousness of everybody else. Um, but I am on Twitter at MJCBama. Um, and then, of course, I'm also on LinkedIn. So if you're on LinkedIn, I would love to connect with you there as well. And then I have my blog, The HR Joy yes. Ride. And, and so there are hopefully great things to come on that, but I, I would love to have you subscribe and, and read my blog and, and give me your, your honest feedback. I love feedback. How do we find that? That is on WordPress. It's, I think you can just put in the search HR Joyride, but it's marshalacy.wordpress.com. Excellent. We will, we will verify it. We will have yep. it in the show notes. Okay, great. For sure. Wendy, how about you? What's the best way for the listeners to find you out there? Best way is always on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. Daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And the fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter as part of the HR Social Hour monthly Twitter chat at 7 p.m., fourth Sunday of each month. How about you? If you go to hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com, look at the left-hand side of the screen at the top. You'll see three little lines. Open those up. You'll find links to all the so my social accounts. You'll find the podcast there as well. And if there's an episode you haven't listened to before, you can listen directly at the site, download, share, rate, review, anything you can do to help us continue to spread the word. We always appreciate. Had a, a new new iTunes review recently that we appreciate from a non-HR practitioner yes. who enjoyed what they heard and we enjoyed <laughs> the feedback and got some great conversation going there. But again, anything you can do to help us boost our signal, we always appreciate. So again, Marsha, appreciate being with us tonight. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect, give back, and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. 